Hey, what is up, y'all? It's Josh back with part two of the Age of Overlord all-encompassing full set review where I review every single card. And man, I did not know it was going to take this long to do, and I just I just could not do that all in one day. It's too much. It's too much. We got 50 cards left to go, so I'm not going to take too much time on an intro. Only other thing, again, uh, Q&A episode next up is going to be the last episode. I want to answer as many as possible, so do not hesitate at all if you have any kind of question, Yu-Gi-Oh! or otherwise. If you have multiple, go ahead and ask them in the Twitter DMs, Patreon DMs, whatever is most comfortable for you, and I will get to it. You guys have until Saturday, really, to submit them, because um, I think I'm going to submit it the day before release on, on Sunday and uh, and release it Monday, so... Should be fun, but with that said, I think we left off on TG All Clear with some pretty good TG support, um, so we've got card 51 through 100 here, <clears throat> and let's get into it, starting with XZ Entrust. This is a normal spell, uh, it says add one armored XZ card from your deck or graveyard to your hand, then you can make up to two face-up monsters you control, become all level 3 or level 5. Until end of turn, during your main phase, except the turn this card is sent to the graveyard. You can banish it, then target an XC card, monster card, treat an equip card in your spell and trap zone. Uh, okay, so I'm not even going to pretend to like understand how all these armored XC cards work together. I haven't heard that much about them, so I'm going to just give this two goats and move on. Um, next two cards seem like they might be a little bit related. Uh, one is called Realm Elegy, and one is Realm Eulogy. So let's see here. Realm Elegy is a normal spell. Uh, add one Veda monster from your deck to your hand. Okay. Uh, if a face-up tuner you control is destroyed by battle or card effect while Visa Starfrost is on the field and this card is in the graveyard, you can manage this card, then target one of those destroyed monsters, add it to your hand. Um, yeah, again, this one, like, it seems solid, though. I mean, it's just a search card. It's like a Sword Soul Emergence, basically, right? Uh, just add a Sword Soul, um, or sorry, add a Veda, and then it has a bonus effect as well. Um, or I guess a Rota would just be a, a more apt comparison. I don't know why my, my standard is Sword Soul Emergence at this point, but I mean, it seems good. Like you can get something back. Uh, I'll give it, I'll give it three goats. You know, searchers are always nice. Don't know too much about this Veda archetype though. Um, I know there was a couple cards here, um, uh, that were related to this. Um, and we reviewed them earlier. Yeah. Veda Kalanta and Collar Conum. But I don't remember what they do, so they must not have been that impactful. So let's uh, let's just give that three goats and move on to Realm Eulogy, which is a quick play spell. That says, target a monster you control and an effect monster your opponent controls. Destroy the one you control. If you do, negate the other's effects until the end of this turn. Cool, then if Visa Starfrost is on the field, you can destroy it. So like a Dryden effect plus impermanence if you control Visus. Um, during your main phase, if a Veda monster card is on the field, you can banish this card from your graveyard, destroy one monster you control, which is good for them, I'm sure. Um, and it's once per turn. Yeah, this card seems good as well. Um, so I'm going to go... Hmm. Uh, I don't think this is good enough to really see, like, a ton of generic play. Because, um, like, you destroying your own thing to negate effects, it's, like, theoretically a minus two just to negate some stuff if you're playing the visa stuff then it kind of evens out but I'll, I'll give it three goats i'll give it three goats i'm sure it's solid destroys your own stuff good for the deck um next up we've got wanted seeker of sinful spoils and it's a wanted poster on the art that's kind of cool um and it's diabella star oh right all right because these are all all related to each other it's a quick play spell and this adds one Diabella Star monster from your deck or graveyard to your hand that's good during your main phase you can banish this card from your graveyard then target one of your Sinful Spoils spell traps that is banished or in your graveyard, except itself, place it on the bottom of the deck and draw one card. Uh, this is a, this is a four goats from me. Uh, it's a searcher from deck or graveyard, so you don't always have to thin your deck. I like that versatility. Um, it also has the recursion effect where you can put something back and draw a card, and I love, love, love to see that. Uh, and it's also putting back something that is banished or in your graveyard, which I also really like to see that versatility. So... Uh, yeah, not much more. And it's a quick play spell, too. It's a quick play spell, too. There's no restriction on... Yeah, you can only use each effect once per turn, so you can use both effects in the same turn. This card's fantastic. Next, Sinful Spoils of Doom. Rasila? Rasiela? Something like that. Uh, another quick play spell. Target one level 7 or higher spellcaster monster you control and apply the following effects. While face up... That monster is unaffected by other monsters' effects this turn and is sent to the graveyard during the standby phase of the next turn. Okay. Um, good for living, though. I like cards that do that. 
Um, all monsters your opponent controls currently lose attack equal to the monsters targeted monsters attack, and then if their attack becomes zero by this effect, destroy them. Uh, whatever, that's cool. Uh, I guess it's kind of like a conditional board wipe, though. It's level seven or higher spellcaster probably going to have a decent bit of attack, so um, not only going to modify attack, but ideally going to destroy some monsters too. So I am going to say I'm going to give this three goats. I'm going uh... <laughs> my cat just meowed at me. I don't know if you guys heard it. Hey, Lilia. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm going I'm to give this three goats. This is a nice card. These Sinful Spoils, like Star cards, these are shaping up to be uh, to be pretty nice, actually. And we got some more. Divine Temple of the Snake Eye. Uh, this is a field spell for the archetype. When this card is activated, you can place one Snake Eye monster from hand, deck, or graveyard face up in its owner's spell and trap zone as a continuous spell. That's cool. Level 1 fire monsters you control gain 1100 attack. Nice. Once per turn, if your opponent normal or special summons a monster, you can target one monster on the field treated as a continuous spell, special summon it to your field, and you can only activate one of these cards per turn. Uh, I mean, it's basically a searcher. Uh, it boosts stuff by a lot, um, and it has an effect on normal or special that lets you special something and trigger their effects that way and then start tributing their stuff, tagging out and whatnot. I, this, this is a three or four ghost for me. I'm going to give it three. I'm going to give it three. Um, actually, I'm gonna give it four. I'm gonna give it four. That 1100 attack is no joke. This, this is like a wetlands. Um, no, I'm gonna give it three. I'm gonna give it three. I'm gonna give it three. Not quite as good as that first, um, sinful spoil spell that I read just a bit ago. Um, but still more, um, original sinful spoils snake eye. This is a normal spell. Send one other face up card you control to the graveyard. Special summon one level one fire monster from your hand or deck. That's great. You can banish this card from your graveyard, then target a Snake Eye or Diabella Star Monster in your graveyard. Add one level 1 Fire Monster from your deck to hand, then place the targeted monster on the bottom of the deck, and you can only use one effect per turn, and only once that turn. Um, yeah, I mean, this card is pretty great too. It's like theoretically a minus because you're sending a face-up card you control to the graveyard to special summon a different one. You lose this one card as well, so it's a minus one. But um, also engrave... Uh, oh, it makes up for that. Yeah, right then. Because you shuffle back, essentially... Uh, yeah, you're essentially shuffling back or placing on the bottom a Snake Eye or Diabella Star you've already used to get a different uh, level 1 fire monster from your deck to your hand. So, yeah, this is this is a uh, this is a, a four-goat card. I am very much a fan of this. The, this and the Horus engine both seem really interesting. <clears throat> and I kind of said as like a disclaimer at the beginning of the last one, like I haven't looked into these cards at all. Like this is basically my first introduction to all of these things. So I might even be missing something really easy, um, but I know it's at least seeming like it's playable in Rescue Ace. I've heard a lot about that. Maybe on its own too. Who knows? But uh, the Snake Eye stuff seems really good along with the Horus stuff. Speaking of, uh, next up we have King's Sarcophagus, the continuous spell that all these Horus monsters basically run off of so very interested to see how good or bad this card is okay let's see um all right horus monsters you control cannot be destroyed by card effects that do not target them okay you can send one card from your hand to the graveyard send one horus monster from your deck to the graveyard all right and you can only use this effect of king sarcophagus up to four times per turn Okay, that, why is that restriction even there if you can do it four times? Because, like, if you activate this and you pitch four cards, like, that's all you have anyway. Um, once per turn, at the start of the damage step, if your Horus monster battles an opponent's monster, you can send that opponent's monster to the graveyard. Okay, as far as continuous spells go, especially ones that, like, <clears throat> need to be on the field for other cards to gain, uh, you know, bonus effects or gain their summoning conditions and whatnot. Um, again, I read all these Horus cards yesterday, so I'm forgetting exactly what they do, but, you know, I know they basically get bonuses off of this. This is pretty great, honestly. You're dumping the Horus monsters from deck to grave. You can go as hard or as uh, little as you want there. It's not like a mandatory discard four, pitch four, send one, pitch one. And you can do that up to four times, and you don't have to do it all at once. Um, the protection is pretty solid and actually really, really tough because all the other Horus monsters, right, 
gain bonus effects or do things when they are uh, when they die. And I remember saying, you know, like the easiest way or the best way to get rid of them is kind of going to be like in mass, you know, um, but or, you know, with something like a lightning storm or a geki, a dark hole, whatever. So they're all off the board because then you don't control any. Um, but this makes that a moot point because you can't destroy them with like a dark hole because it doesn't target. So you'd have to get rid of this first. That's tough. That's tough, man. Like you, it, it's like you can't even just pick and choose which ones to get rid of necessarily because, ah, yeah, th this card's good. This Horus stuff is good. Uh, I, I, I still think it's probably the best engine in the set. Um, it's probably better than the Snake Eye stuff. I'm just like trying to wrap my head around this, and it just seems so sticky and like tough to get rid of. Splashable, generic, could help uh, with other engines like Tier. You know, send one card, or well, I guess that's cost, so that wouldn't work. But uh, the other ones, you know, yeah, this is, um, <laughs> now that I'm reading this card, this seems a little bit scary, actually, uh, and not very fun to, like, go up against a full board setup of something like that on top of, like, another engine splashed into it, but we'll see. I still think uh, it does seem fun overall. So I'm going to give this four goats. This, this card is good. Um, next up, Fire Recovery. I have heard the name of this before. Normal spell, target a fire monster in your graveyard, send one card from your hand to the graveyard, and if you do, special summon the targeted monster, so a minus one to get a fire monster from graveyard to field. Cool. Also, you can banish this card from your graveyard, then target three of your fire monsters that are banished or in your graveyard, shuffle them into the deck, then draw a card. Love that effect. You can only use this effect of Fire Recovery once per turn. I'm going to give this three goats. Um, the only reason I'm not giving it four is because it's not just a straight up like one for one reborn. Um, you have to use it, pitch a different card, and then special summon the targeted monster. So I don't really like going down an advantage for things like that. Um, that doesn't mean it's a bad card by any stretch of the imagination, just personal preference. It does replace that by letting you shuffle back three and draw one. But I would like this card a lot more if it didn't require you to pitch from hand to graveyard first. Because uh, then the shuffle back and draw would essentially just be a plus one. Um, and y'all know I love keeping up advantage. So three goats, good card though for fire stuff for sure. <clears throat> Synchro Rumble, target one tuner. It's a normal spell. Target a tuner or one level seven or eight dragon synchro monster in your graveyard. Special summon in defense position. Also for the rest of this turn after this card resolves, you can't uh, special accept synchros from extra deck. Um, interestingly, this does not negate effects. Uh... Yeah, that does not negate effects. Okay. If a level 7 or 8 dragon synchro monster or crimson dragon you control would be destroyed by battle or card effect, you can banish this card from a graveyard instead. You can only activate one of these cards per turn. Uh, I think this card is good. Um, I'm going to give it two goats, though. It loses points for me because I don't know about you guys. I'm getting really freaking tired of these spells that do things. And then also have protection effects in Grave. Like, I am so tired of that. And I know this may seem a little bit contradictory because I'm talking about with the Horus things, how it's cool that they're not really, like, disruptive effects per se. It's just they're hard to get rid of. And when they are gotten rid of, they do they do things to minus your opponent or plus you. Right? Um, I like that as opposed to in a gate play style. So why do I dislike it here? Well, for me, it's because, like, all at least with monsters like the Horus things, they're all on the field. Like, you can read them and keep track of them very easily because they're right there in front of you. There may be a lot, and so, you know, me saying easily may be an overstatement, but with these type of cards, it's just so easy because it's a spell. You use it once, and then it just sits in your graveyard. It's so easy to, like, read over it, gloss over it, uh, let it do its thing, this monster reborn, um, and then just forget about it. And... It just, it makes playing these against these kind of decks like so difficult um, to, to keep track of these things. And this mainly stems from Branded because like I've never really dived in and completely learned the Branded matchup from head to toe, read every single card and like committed to memory what all these cards do. So they have a lot of this where it happens all the time where I'm watching a card resolve, but then I have to take like a minute or two to read over everything in the graveyard and try to keep track of it all. I just don't like it. 
Um, there's just, there's just so many of these nowadays where it feels like Konami just sticks this protection effect on it. Um, but I'm not going to ramble about that for 10 freaking minutes. It's not, it's just not my personal preference. Don't love it. Makes the game a lot more <laughs> complex to have to keep track of a lot of this stuff in the graveyard too, but it is what it is. It's Yu-Gi-Oh two goats for that. Um, let's see, where are we at now? All right. I think we're going a little faster this time, which is good because we are on number 61 stars align above the shrine of field spell so this card once per turn you can ritual summon a wind ritual monster from your deck by tributing spirit monsters and or shino bird tokens from your field whose total levels equal you know normal ritual clause twice per turn if a face-up wind monster you control is returned to your hand which it will be because they're spirits you can activate one of these effects Add a spirit monster or ritual spell that is banished from your graveyard to your hand, or set one stars across the Milky Way directly from your deck. Okay, and I wonder if that is a trap. I don't think we've run into that yet. Let me actually just read that one real quick. Um, this card for being a field spell uh, is good. Is good. I, I wish it had like a search effect on activation. I'm going to give this three goats because I do like it. Uh, the ability to ritual summon from deck necro or not necromancer liberomancer has something like that right their field spell not from deck necessarily but their field spell uh, is a searcher and their ritual spell this is kind of that it'll get you a spirit monster or ritual spell that's banished during the grave back to hand uh, during the end phase because that's when these things are going to return to your hand but let's read a line across the milky way this is a normal trap. Reveal one ritual monster in your hand, which you will have at this point, because if you've resolved uh, stars align above the shrine, you'll have ritual summon from deck one of your Shino Barons or whatever. When they return to hand, they'll make some tokens, but you'll have it in your hand. So reveal one ritual monster in your hand as cost. Add one ritual monster with the same level but a different name from your deck to your hand. You can banish this card from your graveyard and send one ritual spell from your hand to the graveyard. This effect becomes that card's effect that ritual summons a monster when the card is activated and you can only activate each effect once per turn okay okay so this makes perfect sense so it basically gives you uh, a way your shino baron and your shino baroness bounce cards when they're summoned or ritual summoned uh, i believe shino baron is monsters i think you can bounce three and i believe shino baroness is spells and traps and you can bounce three so anyway um you contribute monsters or tokens ritual summon one of them from deck and then in the end phase, it'll return to your hand. They'll make some tokens, the Shino Baron and Shino Baroness. I think they make two or three each. I think it's, I think it's two. Um, they'll return to your hand, which will trigger the other effect of stars align above the shrine. So where you can either add a ritual monster or spell, or sorry, add a spirit monster or ritual spell back to your hand from grave, or set one stars align across the Milky Way directly from deck. But you can use these twice. So you can do both effects uh, if you have two things returned to your hand. So that refills your hand, essentially. It sets the trap, it gets you the spell, and you already have the ritual monster in hand. So then stars align basically lets you do it on the opponent's turn, lets you summon one of your Shino Barons, Shino Baroness, bounce your opponent's cards back to hand, which can be very disruptive if you use that at the right time. Um... Oh, and actually, the cool thing, too, is this trap, Stars Align Across the Milky Way, gets you the other one. So if you have Shino Baron, this one will get you Shino Baroness, so you can pick which one you want to go with, essentially. So, uh, Or you can use the new ones if you want to. But, uh, but yeah, that seems pretty good. Uh, I'm going to give the trap... I'm going to give the trap four goats. I actually really like that trap. Um, it's really cool. It's really cool. So, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. And then Watt Kingdom, Continuous Spell. Apologies to everybody that is a Watt fan. I, st I still don't think these are that great. Maybe this will change my mind, though. Um, your opponent cannot activate the effects of a monster that activate when it is normal or special summoned while in the same column as this card or a Watt monster you control. Okay, that's actually really good. Um, that's like Mech Knight. Uh, what is it? World Legacies, like Shadow or something that does that? I, I can't remember. Uh, but it's the one that Monster Reborns and like it's like Skill Drain in the Mech Knight columns. Um, only thing is, it doesn't really seem like you can like move your uh, watts around, but if you have a field full of watts, I guess it doesn't matter. 
Also, you can target one Watt monster you control. Special summon a Watt with a different name from your deck. Then you lose life points equal to the special summon monster's attack. And you can't special rest of the turn except thunders. And you can only use this once per turn. Uh, I will give this card... Uh, I will give this card three uh, three goats yeah i'll give this card three goats um because like all the watts right you have to deal battle damage to get their effects but theoretically if you're going first i guess with this you can like kind of put up a lock you can normal summon a watt to a link zone put watt kingdom in the middle as a continuous spell then target the other one and special summon a different one to the other link zone so like at the very least if you have that set up then your opponent's not going to be able to use Link Monster effects, or at least their first one, because it's going to be in that column. But, uh, yeah, three goats, because I think the card is very good. Still don't think it does enough for Watts, though. Um, but we'll go on to Ogdoatic Daybreak. Uh, quick play spell, Tribute a Reptile Monster. For every two levels that Tributed Monster on the field had, which they will have a lot, I believe, at least like eight, uh, special summon up to one Ogdoatic token, so two, four, six, eight. So you could summon like four tokens with that. Um, at least I think they're all like level eights or above, right? Maybe not. Maybe it's only like two or three tokens. But during the main phase, you can banish this card from your graveyard, then target one of your banished reptile monsters, shuffle it into the deck. Then you can send one reptile monster from your deck to the graveyard, which is very good for Octo Attic, and you can only use each effect once per turn. Uh, I don't know about this one. Like, it requires you to tribute. You get more tokens out of it. So I guess that is pretty good. And the art on this looks awesome, by the way. It's like, uh, well, it's a, it's a daybreak essentially it looks great um yeah i don't know i'm just i'm not familiar with the ogdoatic combos i know they summon a lot i know they summon themselves from grave a lot they do a lot of stuff with that so like i guess this just being a quick play that you can like tag out into more tokens to do more link plays um i don't really i still don't really know what you're ending on um in this ogdoatic stuff when it locks you into reptiles but it seems like you can do a lot with it so i'll, I'll give it three goats three goats now we've got concours de cuisine Croissant? Cuisine? Um, sorry. I, I took French in high school, but like I, I retained none of it. Um, so, uh, choose one Nouvelle. This is a quick play. Choose one Nouvelle Pendulum Monster and one Patissiel Pendulum Monster from your hand deck and or extra deck. Special summon both monsters. One to each field. Also this turn, you cannot use monsters as material for Fusion, Synchro, Exe, or Link Summon except Nouvelles and Patissiels. During your main phase, you can banish this card from a graveyard and target one phase of monster on the field against 200 attack for each recipe card in the graveyard, so you can only use this effect of this card once per turn. Uh, attack gain effect does not matter. Um, summon one to each field, I guess that's cool, um, but you can't do anything except for like Nouvelles. Uh, yeah, it seems fine. That's uh, that's just my go-to when like I don't really know what's going on with this, honestly. like I, uh, I don't know the combos for Nouvelle. I know we went into it on a different episode, um, and I did think those cards are cool. They are cool, but um, the other card that was support for them was really good. I remember liking that one a lot yesterday. So, yeah, I guess I don't like this one as much. I'll go two goats on that one. Okay, and let's go up to card number 70 here. And I think what I'm going to do, because I'm sure you guys are getting tired of me just reading every single freaking effect. I might just, like, glance at it, and if I think it's trash, just ignore it. This one I won't, though. Angelica's Angelic Ring. This is an equip spell, which so it's probably not good, but, man, the art on this looks fantastic. Um, equip only to a monster you control equipped with an equip card already. Okay. Uh, you can only control one of these cards. Each turn negate the effect of your opponent's first spell card or effect that resolves. Interesting. Once per turn, while this card is equipped to a monster, you can gain 500 life points, then destroy this card. And if you do, your opponent cannot target the monster this card equipped to with card effects while it is face up in the monster zone. Um, yeah. Okay. So this is just like a better, like magician's left hand, magician's right hand. Um, well, actually, maybe not. It's a lot more conditional. Equip only to a monster you control equipped with an equip card. This is cool, though, um, because is this like indirect Makonko support? Makonkos do a lot of equipping um, with the uh, the Rondo. Uh, I forget. Makonkos are cool, though. I'm, I am a fan of those. And it's just a negate on the first spell card or effect that resolves. It, obviously, if it was a negate, you could choose. Uh, it'd be a lot better. I'm going to give this three goats, even though it is a little bit conditional. You know, you are you have to equip it to something already equipped with something. 
Um, I don't really think you're going to be doing the gain 500 LP and destroy it just to make the cut monster untargetable much, but you can if you need to. So that's cool. Um, and it is kind of a it is a time card. <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that card. I like that card. Uh, next up, Card Scanner. This looks like uh, Card Trader, which I'm sure it's a reference to. It's a continuous spell. Once per turn, you can declare one monster or one card type, monster, spell, or trap. Both players reveal the bottom card of their decks, and if it was the declared card type, they add it to their hand. Otherwise, they place it on top of their deck. If this face-up card in its owner spell and trap zone is destroyed by an opponent's card effect, you can make your opponent place one card from their hand on the bottom of the deck. Uh, cards, uh, cool shout-out. Cards trash, though. Not going to see any play whatsoever, I don't think. Even if you're playing, like, an all-spell... All trap, all monster deck. Uh, well, uh, maybe like a runic stun has like a reason to like tech one of these, but also probably not because it's an unsearchable card. So I am going to give this... I'm going to give this one goat because I definitely don't think this card is seeing any play. Uh, the Immortal Bushi Mourns the Mortal Body. This card better be good with a, a name like that. Continuous spell, all monsters in your graveyard become warrior monsters once per turn during the end phase you can destroy all monsters you control um this sounds like a janky card if i've ever heard of one all monsters in your graveyard specifically become warriors what is that for what card wants all cards in your graveyard to be warriors uh, and then once per turn during the end phase you can destroy all monsters you control uh yeah i don't know maybe i'm missing something obvious but this seems like it's meant for some like something very specific and very not good. Um, but I'll give it two goats either way because I think it's funny. Oh, we're into the traps now. All right. Miracle of the Supreme King. This is a normal trap. And it's Zark support and blah, blah, blah. Uh, just going to read through it. Um, uh, whoa, hold on a second. If you control Supreme King Zark, activate one of these effects. Um, destroy one Zark you control, and if you do, special summon an Odd Eyes Pendulum or a Light Supreme King Zark from deck or extra deck, ignoring summoning conditions. It's cool. Um, like I said, I think Zark has a, a blow-up effect. I tried to look at it, um, but the card database is working now, so let me check it from yesterday if it's, like, blowing up special summon monsters or something. Zark, 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 Zark. Um, oh, it's just straight up destroy all cards your opponent controls if this card is special summoned. Okay, so that's cool. Um, so you can do that. You can place a pendulum monster from your extra deck in your face of pendulum zone. Uh, I guess that's follow up for like the gates and stuff. Or you can set one quick play spell directly from your deck. And I realized I got excited too soon. It does not say it can be activated this turn, but uh, it's a cool trap. Uh, it basically is like, you know, just to blow up everything on your opponent's turn. Again, if you already have the setup of doing all your Zark stuff, though. So like this probably isn't more than like a one of if even that I am going to give it two three goats because i like the idea of grabbing any quick play spell but again if you're playing like a pendulum deck uh, you know you're probably not going to have a ton of those but i think the zark support did have one or two maybe i should have done this all on the same day because i have like half forgotten <laughs> all the cards that i read um but yeah soul of the supreme celestial king Next up, Normal Trap, Tribute a Spellcaster, Pendulum Monster with 2,500, amazing art by the way, with 2,500 original attack, Fusion Summon a Zark from your extra deck by banishing fusion materials listed on it from your hand deck, extra deck, field, and or graveyard. Holy. Um, but negate its effects unless at least one each of your Pen Dragon, Xe Dragon, Synchro Dragon, and Fusion Dragon monsters are currently banished. Okay. Banishing... Hold on, hold on. Okay, but isn't this banishing all of them for you? Fusion summon one by banishing fusion materials mentioned on it from your hand, deck, extra deck, field, and or graveyard. Um, okay, yeah, maybe I'm missing something here, but this card banishes the fusion materials for you. So I guess if you just do it off of this, it's fine, but if they put something back in your graveyard, then its effects are, will be negated. Um, that's interesting. But, okay, cool. So this is just... Uh, uh, tag out into Zark. Um, yeah. Uh, three goats. Again, uh, it, there's got to be something specific here, though, right? Um, let's see. This does fusion summon. Okay, so it does it properly. And you can't really cheat on the materials. Zark very specifically says the one fusion synchro XE and pendulum. Um, or maybe it's the news arc. The news arc probably is. Uh, that's probably why that clause is there. Um, but I'll, I'll give that three goats, I guess. I mean, a 2,500 uh, Spellcaster Pendulum Monster, 
Oh, exactly 2,500 original attack. Okay, that's a little bit different, but like I'm sure that's not too hard to set up. So I think this card is solid. Um, but again, you know, it's a trap. You're probably not playing more than one of this card. So uh, we do have a TG trap next, though. It's a counter trap. TG close or close. When a spell trap card or monster effect is activated while you control a machine TG monster, negate the activation, and if you do, destroy it. Okay, awesome. Solemn judgment. Um, kind of. If a synchro monster is banished while this card is in your graveyard, you can set this card but banish it when it leaves the field. Okay, I do like this a lot. I'm going to give this four goats. Um, I do like when things have a searchable counter trap that they can play because I like to have a diversified end board as much as I can. And having like a set card that can just counter something like a dark ruler uh, or, you know, a droplet if they don't send a trap, something like that is really nice. Um, and one of my favorite cards that I would used to really like to play is Lost Wind because it would bring itself back when your opponent would summon stuff. Um, and here, if a Synchro Monster is banished while this card is in your graveyard, you can set this card. So you can trigger that yourself too. So you get two uses out of this. I like this. Four goats. This TG support, this TG support is pretty crazy. Um, which I, again, I guess it has to be to like bring, um, the deck into like modern playability. Uh, if you want to call it playability, um, cause again, like I'm not, I'm not really sure. I haven't read all the other TGs, but like this support is insane. It might be the best or the most powered cards in this set. Uh, because again, like they have to be really strong to, uh, to support the old ones. Um, we do have another armored XZ card. I'm not even going to read that. I'm going to get that one go because, again, I don't, give, I don't give a frick about those full armored XZ cards and how they equip to each other and whatnot. I don't care. It's going to take me way too long to figure it out. Um, and Sharv Sarga is way more interesting to talk about. I'd much rather talk about Sharv Sarga. Who wouldn't? Um, if Visa Starfrost is on the field, target an effect monster on the field, shuffle that target into the deck. And if you do, during the end phase of this turn... Its owner can add one monster from the deck to the hand with a different type and a level lower than the level rank link rating of that monster if a Veda monster... Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, two goats. Two goats. Too much Too much effect. And it's a trap. Two goats. Loka Samsara. Normal trap. Banish of face-up Visa Starfrost. Uh, special summon a heart with 3,000 attack from your extra deck. Ignoring its summoning conditions, um, but it's banished in the end phase. If your opponent's special summon, you can add this card to your Two goats, and it's a trap, so it's not as good. Uh, Sinful Spoils of Betrayal Silvera. Here we go. This is more interesting. This is a normal trap again. Send a Diabella Star monster from your hand or face-up field to the graveyard, then target one card on the field, negate its effects. Okay, so pitch a card to Imperm. Uh, target a face-up card, though, not a monster, so you can target anything, which is awesome. Uh, when your opponent activates a card or effect in response to your Diabella Star Monster effect or your Sinful Spoil Spell Trap effect, you can banish this card from your graveyard, negate that opponent's effect. Uh, this is going to be a three goats for me. Because, uh, again, like, uh, you know, traps are all, they're slow, right? They're slow. They're not going to be great going second. So, like, you know, they're already a little bit worse. Um, but this is a good card. You pitch something, which can be good, uh, and you can negate something, which is good, and then you can negate another thing which is good. All right, next. Startling Stare of the Snake Eyes. Two traps for them. Normal trap. If the total levels of Snake Eyes monsters you control are two or higher, activate one of these effects, so you'll have to have at least two on the field. Um, target a face-up monster your opponent controls in their graveyard, place it face-up in its owner's spell and trap zone as a continuous spell. Uh, that's cool, I guess. Um, target a monster card, treat it as a continuous spell, special summon it to your field. You can only activate one of these per turn. Um, yeah, this seems good, too. Uh, definitely seems solid. Like I wouldn't complain about having this set. Uh, but again, it's, you know, it's a trap going first, going second. Um, I think reading these and like kind of remembering the other snake eyes cards, I don't know that this is going to have enough to like be a deck completely on its own. Um, so I guess we'll just have to see like what it ends up mixing with. Uh, as far as this card, I'll give it two goats. It's solid. It's solid. Next canopic protector. Okay. This is a continuous trap. Uh, once per chain, once per chain, when your opponent activates a card or effect, you can special summon a Horus monster from your hand or graveyard. Okay. But for the rest of this turn, you cannot special summon monsters with the same original name by the effect of this card. If this card is sent from the hand or field to the graveyard, you can set this card. Oh, wow. But banish it when it leaves the field. Okay, that's sick. Because you can just pitch this with the Horus cards, and then it gets set. So it's like a free... Uh, free pitch to summon uh and whatnot okay that four goats four goats uh, i like this a lot 
Um, just just for the sole fact that like it can reset itself. It'll banish when it leaves the field, but it's a continuous, um, so it's all good. And uh, if you end up just setting it naturally, then your opponent has to out it twice. And I do like continuous spells and traps for what they are, especially if they have a good effect, because if they do live, you just get continuous value from them uh, over and over and over again. And King Sarcophagus, of course, can pitch this to dump a Horus. This card will set itself, and then you can use this card to summon that Horus monster that you pitched, um, which is really cool. So, yeah, four goats on that. This Horus stuff, man. This Horus stuff's crazy. Um, Nemleria Repeater, Continuous Trap. If you control another Nemleria card, you can banish the following number of cards from your extra deck face down, except Dreaming, Dreaming Nemleria, then activate the appropriate effect. Banish one, add a Nemleria from your graveyard to your hand. Banish two, any damage you take this turn is half. Banish three, send a level 10 beast you control to the graveyard, which the Nemleria cards are. Um, and if you do, negate the effects of all face-up monsters your opponent currently controls until the end of this turn. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to give this card... I'm gonna give this card two goats. Like, I guess it's cool that you can kind of blanket negate everything on the field, but I've never been a fan of that. Be much better if it just blanket negated for the turn, like Harpy's Featherstorm, obviously. Um, or if it was like a multiple trigger type thing where you could negate something and then trigger it again at some point to choose something else. Um, but it is solid. I mean, timed right, it could do well, but like, I did mess with Nemlaria very, very shortly. It's not very good, and this is not going to fix it. So, that's as much as it's getting. Next up, Vanquish Soul Snow Devil, normal trap. Reveal up to one each of a, of Dark Earth and Fire monsters in your hand. Apply the following effects in sequence based on the number of based on the number revealed. One, inflict 400 damage to your opponent, then special summon a Vanquish Soul from your hand. Cool. Two, inflict 600 damage to your opponent. Also, this turn, Vanquish monsters, Vanquish Soul monsters you control cannot be destroyed by card effects. And three, inflict 800 damage to your opponent, then you can destroy all monsters on the field. This is solid. Don't know that it's going to be played, though. Vanquish Soul, from my experience with it, watching, uh, kind of watching it at Worlds, um, I don't know. Like, you have to up to one each. So you could reveal one and get a free special from your hand. I guess that's cool. It's not really a way to play through Disruption on the normal summon, though, because it's a trap. You have to set it, activate it the next turn. But it, it is helpful to have... I guess. I'll give it two goats. I'm not a Vanquish Soul fan, so. Um, Starry Dragon Cycle, Normal Trap. Target a Fusion Synchro XE or Link Monster on the field, return it to the extra deck. Then, based on the card type, you can special summon one appropriate monster from either graveyard to your field. So, depending on the monster you targeted, um, if it was a Fusion, you can get a monster with the same attribute. Synchro, monster with a lower level. XE, monster with the same level as its rank. Link, monster with the same type. You can only activate one Starry Dragon Cycle for turn. I'm going to give this one goat. Um, it's it's cool, I guess, but I feel like it's just like way too specific um, and way too non-specific at the same time, right? Because uh, it does theoretically out something. You can target an opponent's card, but you can't really plan around your opponent playing Fusion, Synchro, Xyz, Links, or any combination or all of them, right? So it's like, you know, it, this card may not even be useful depending on the deck that you're playing in the matchup. And it's, of course, you know, unsearchable. Maybe it's good in that, like, Starry Knight deck. Is that what that's for? Starry Dragon Cycle? I don't know. I'm going to give this one goat. Don't think that card's very good. Escape Goat here. E-Scape Goat. Um, this is a card made just for Emerson, it seems. E's scapegoat. Uh, when your opponent, this is a continuous trap, when your opponent activates a card or effect that targets a monster you control except a token, you contribute one monster, special summon one escape goat token in defense position. If a non-token monster you control will be destroyed by battle card effect, you can destroy one token in your monster zone instead. Uh, this card's trash. <laughs> that is that is one goat, uh, ironically enough. And oh my gosh, okay. I did not realize that these two cards were in this set. I have seen people complaining about these on Twitter. Uh, these cards are crazy. Ken the Warrior Dragon and Gen, Jen, the Diamond Tiger. Um, and you may not realize why at first glance, but uh, here are their effects. Here's Ken. Okay, he's a light warrior effect, level 3, 1300-1550 for stats. Once per turn, at the end of the battle phase, return this card from the field to the hand. You can only use each of the following effects of Ken once per turn. During your main phase, you can special summon one Gen, I'll, I'll say Gen, one Gen, the Diamond Tiger, from your hand or deck, or deck, to your opponent's field in defense position. To your opponent's field in defense position. 
If this card is special summoned by the effect of Jen the Diamond Tiger, your opponent draws two cards, then they discard one card, and let's just go over uh, Jen real quick too. Light Warrior effect, level 3, 800, 2000. And uh, same thing, end of battle, return this card to the hand, once per turn, of course, and during your main phase, you can special summon Ken from your hander deck to your opponent's field in defense position. And if this card is special summoned by the effect of Ken, the Warrior Dragon, discard one card. So, let's talk Ken first. Okay, well, actually, let's say you have Jen in your hand. You have Jen, okay? So you're going to take Jen, and you're going to normal summon him. All right, you're going first. Let's say you're going first. And you're going to use his effect to special summon Ken from your deck to your opponent's field in defense position. Ken reads, if this card is special summoned by the effect of Jen, your opponent draws two cards, then they discard one card. But remember, Ken is now on your opponent's field. So when it says your opponent, it's talking about you, yourself. So by normal summoning Jen, using its effect, summoning Ken to your opponent's side of the field, you get to draw two cards and discard a card. Okay? And so it's a plus one. It's just a straight-up plus one, right? Because you normal Jen, so you're down to four cards in hand, summon Ken from deck, draw two, so you're up to six, and then discard a card. So now you're up to five. So, and theoretically, if you want to count Jen on the field as a plus, you're a plus one. Uh, you're a plus two, but... I'm not going to count that because he won't do anything after that. Um, so, one, that's insane because if you are a deck that does not really need its normal summon, which there are a lot more of popping up all the time, especially in modern Yu-Gi-Oh! now, uh, you can just play this little engine here of Ken and Jen, get yourself a draw two and discard one on turn one. Similarly, if you end up opening Ken, you can use Ken's effect to summon Jen to your opponent's side of the field. And Jen reads, if this card is special summoned by the effect of Ken, discard one card. And that is talking about the person who currently owns the card. So if you summon Jen to your opponent's side of the field, they discard a card. So either way, which is a theoretical plus one for you as well. Um, not as good, though, because, of course, there's still decks like Tear Around uh, that can really, really use that, uh, that free discard. Uh, and Dark World, too, could really use that. But... Still, um, but that's not where it ends, right? So it's not only that, it's the fact that since you're doing that and these cards both trigger when they're summoned off of the other one's effect, it makes Triple Tactics Thrust and Triple Tactics Talent live. Even if your opponent doesn't have a hand trap, they don't do anything to you, all you have to do is normal summon Gen, use its effect, summon Ken to your opponent's side of the field, you get to draw two and discard a card, which that might even be good for you, right? Discarding a card, you may plus off that. Let's just pretend you don't. Um, if you don't, you still have five cards in hand. You can triple tactics thrust for like a D barrier or for, you know, whatever you need um, to like shut down the opponent. Or you can triple tactics talent to draw two more um, to go up to six cards in hand on turn one with a body on field already. Or you can you know, remove a card from your opponent's side of the, or your opponent's hand, look at their hand, get hand knowledge, whatever. And then if you do that, you still have like what, four or five cards to play with. Um, it's just, these cards are nuts. Um, honestly, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, I'm going to give these four goats. Uh, I don't like them though. I'm not a fan of that. Um, but I'm gonna give them four goats because of how good they think they are. But the tough thing too is, you know, drawing multiple copies of these in your hand is not going to be good. You're only going to want to see one, one, Jesus. You're only going to want to see one copy of one of them in your hands. So this is not going to be a, you know, run three and three. It's probably more like a two and two or maybe like a three and one, three and two, something like that. Um, so like you could brick on multiple copies of these, but you also, again, have to have an open normal summon in your deck. And if you don't have a consistent open normal summon in your deck, it's not really worth it to run these, I don't think, um, because it's not going to be worth giving up your entire play that you want to do just to resolve these, I don't think. Um, and at the same time, like, they're unsearchable, right? I mean, they're warriors, so, like, if you're playing Rhoda already, like, you can grab one of them um, off of Rhoda if you need to, but it's not, like, something that you can bank on opening every single game no matter what. So, 
you know, it's not an in-archetype card is what I'm saying, or it's not an archetype itself that's going to be able to do this consistently every game. But I don't even like Triple Tactics Talent and Thrust. I, I don't think those cards are great. <laughs> like, they're, they're too punishing for something that you have no choice but to do, right? For example, if you and I, like you listening right now, you and I are playing against each other, and you're playing a combo deck, or you're playing Branded or whatever, I have an Ash in my hand, and you also have like Triple Tactics Talent, Triple Tactics Thrust, you activate your Brain Diffusion and I Ash it, and then you Tactics to take away another card out of my hand, and then I just lose because you took my best card, or you Thrust to grab like a D-Barrier or something, or whatever that you know is going to shut me down. Um, it's like, it's punishing me for activating a Hand Trap, which I can understand, like punishing people for making decisions and making wrong decisions, I do think is a healthy thing, because it places a lot of emphasis on the decision making themselves, but in that case... And in Yu-Gi-Oh! in general, it's not like I have a choice. Like, am I just supposed to not use hand traps? Um, am I just, like, you know. Um, because you can build a deck that way, but, like, it's not going to be as good for the most part. There's definitely formats where that is the case. But, like, you know, me pu pulling in with uh, Trap Eldritch that has two Golden Lords, and that's my only monster, and then a bunch of traps and floodgates, like, you know, that's not a reliable enough way to really win an event. You can, but, you know, whatever. I don't want to get too off topic and rant about it, but it's like, I don't like that already, but now I hate it even more with these cards because you're completely taking that element of it away, right? If thrust and talents are supposed to punish opponents for hand trapping you, right? Punish them for making that decision or punishing them for setting up a board full of monster negates that they have to use on your turn. So thrust and talents help you play through those, right? If you're gonna punish, if those cards punish them for that decision, that's one thing, and I already don't like that. But now the decision isn't even theirs, right? Because you just normal summon your gen, and it's either I ash it, which activates TTT and thrust, or I don't ash it, and you get to uh, make me discard a card, card or draw two cards and discard a card, and then I still get TTT and thrusted. So I do not like these cards, but I'm not panicking over them and I wouldn't either if I was you guys these are going to pop up I think people are going to try to make these things work maybe in just like good stuff piles um, with like which is a, a deck style that I could definitely get behind um, but still like I, I don't think it's a good thing but I'm not going to panic but these cards at the same time two things can be true and those cards are very very good and maybe a problem and maybe a huge problem at some point so but I'm going to give them four goats anyway because it's just hard to argue with that. Next, Asset Mountis. Sorry, I went on like a 15-minute rant, it felt like. Um, insect effect, level 7, 2300, 2000. If your opponent controls a level 6 or lower monster, you can special summon this card from your hand. Okay. Um, if you have more cards in your hand than your opponent, you can change the battle positions of all monsters in the field. All other insect monsters in the field become the same attribute and level as this card, so 7 and light. Also, you can't special for the rest of the turn except insects. If this card's destroyed, you can add a level 8 or higher insect from your deck to your hand. Um, uh, yeah, one goat, uh, this card doesn't feel like it does that much. Um, uh, free special, if your opponent controls a level six lower monster, that's specific. Yeah, I don't like that. It's not free going first. Um, and for the, uh, if you're losing, right, theoretically, you have more cards in hand than your opponent. Oh, if you're winning, you can change the battle position. Yeah, I'm not going to spend too much time on that. I'm not an insect, um, fanatic necessarily. I do like bee troopers, but I don't think this is, uh, gonna be used in that deck doesn't seem that good one goat next up we got a link pit knight philly cyber slink effect fire uh arrows point side to side and you got a 1500 attack on her two effect monsters generic um if this card is special summoned to his own link monster points to you can target one monster you control her 1500 or less attack this turn it can make a second attack during the battle phase also if it battles of an opponent's monster any battle damage it inflicts to your opponent is doubled okay um, so you can target itself if you summon it to a zone and link monster points to, and if you do any battle damage, it doubles. That's cool, I guess. During the standby phase of the next turn, after this card was destroyed by battle or card effect sent to the graveyard, you can special summon this card. Um, you can only use each effect once per turn. I'll give this two goats. Um, this card's cool. You're not going to be, like, probably destroying your opponent with this necessarily. Um, theoretically, you could do 6k off of this. Uh, if you target itself and attack into a zero attack monster, um, which is cool, but uh, yeah, uh, 
And I, I like the fact that like if it's destroyed by battle card effect, it can come back. But yeah, two goats. Uh, it's generic. It's cool. Don't think it's gonna see any play though, really. Um, unless we're in like a, a frog meta or something, um, where everybody's playing like just like low attack monsters. Um, next up, Watt Psychic Fighting Porter, quick play spell. Special summon up to two level three or lower light monsters from your hand. Okay. If you summon two monsters with the same original type, they can attack directly. If they have the same level, they can't be destroyed by battle. Uh, you can only use one per turn. Uh, one goat. I have no idea. Or I guess this is Watt support. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So this is definitely Watt support, right? Watt psychic fighting porter. Um, so you get two out. You can use that continuous spell to get another one out. So that's not that bad, actually. You can block up four zones with that continuous spell turn one. Because you can use this to summon two to each zone, then use that continuous spell to uh, summon another one to a different zone. The continuous spell itself takes up a zone, um, and if you have another one of these, then you can clog up all five zones. I will give that a th uh, two goats. If it was from deck, this card would be very, 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 very good, um, but it is from hand. You have to open this and open two walk cards, and open the continuous spell to make all that work. So two goats, still not enough, unfortunately. Um, only 14 cards left, thank God. Um, don't ever let me do set reviews this way again. <laughs> Definitely make me uh, read these first and uh, prepare like a top 10 or something. Uh, next up, not that I'm not having fun, but I worry that you guys are going to get bored just hearing me like stumble through these card effects constantly. But we've got a bunch of Tistina support, and I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to read any of this. Because I saw somebody say, and I think it was Jeff Jones, I could be wrong, that Tistina is still not good. So I am not going to read any of these, unfortunately. Uh, and Tistina looked cool, name sounds cool, but unfortunately, they the monsters like all have the same effect. And I don't know, I just don't. Uh, you know, if if nobody's really talking about the support, I don't think it's going to be very good. So I'm, I'm going to give one goat just across the board on the Tistina stuff. So if you are one of the two Tistina fans that exist out there, I, I am so sorry. But one goat it is. Next up, Rose Papillon. This is a wind insect effect monster, level 3, 1400, 800 for stats. During your main phase, you can tribute summon one level seven or higher monster in attack position in addition to your normal summon slash set. And you can only gain that effect once per turn. While you control another insect, this card can attack directly. Um, is this supposed to help you get out another insect? Yeah, obviously it is. I don't know. Um, you contribute summon a level seven high or higher monster in attack position in addition to your normal summon or set. I mean, that's kind of cool. Like, this is just a free extra normal um but i don't really know what you are summoning this or what you're going to summon off of this you have to open this and the other thing i'm sure there's better things that you can use your normal summon on so maybe this is part of a combo maybe not i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it two goats because an extra normal is a powerful effect maybe this has a home somewhere i just don't know what it is next burning dragon cool looking card Fire Dragon Effect, level 8, 2500, 2100. So Dark Magician stats. If your opponent controls two or more monsters and this card is in your hand, you can special summon this card. Okay. If this card is normal or special, you can discard one spell. Destroy all spell and traps on the field. You can only use each effect of Burning Dragon once per turn. I'm, I will give this... I'll give it two goats. Um... So discarding a spell specifically, I'm not crazy about uh, because it's just, it's just not as versatile. Like you kind of if you're and especially this card is like a going second card. You're not going to be maining this, obviously, because it's not really it's not useful turn one at all. Um, it's only useful against back row stuff, and uh, I, I just think it's a little bit contradictory though. Like a deck where you're going to get the most out of blowing up their spells and traps is probably not a deck that's going to always consistently have two. Well. That's not true. Ignore what I just said. Um, but you're discarding a spell, destroying all spell traps in the field. It also takes this card out of your hand. You have to summon it and resolve the effect. So that will bring you down to... Let's see. You start with six. Summon this. You go down to five. Um, effect. You go down to four. 
to blow up all their back row. So you have to blow up at least two cards, I would say, to like go even on that in terms of like hand advantage at least because this card just kind of sits there on the field. It is 2,500 after that, which is cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If, again, like so many other cards are just like free specials. Um, but like clearly they didn't want this one to be just like the go-to going second, destroy all spell traps on the field. So I'll give it I'll give it two goats. Maybe it appears in some side decks. Definitely a possibility depending on the format. But at the same time, like, why not just play Lightning Storm? Why not just play evenly matched? Why not just play Harpy's Feather Duster? So don't expect to see any any of this card really, but maybe it shows up in like a level eight deck. Uh there there actually was I forgot we went over that on the channel on the channel on the podcast. Um the last YCS review we did, I think there was like a level eight axis, like fairy tale Luna Kaiju deck. Um, maybe this has some room in that, but let's move on to starring night light fairy XC effect rank four, 1900, 1000 for stats, two level fours. So it is generic. You can detach one material from this card, special summon a light monster from your hand. Uh, all right. If this card is in your graveyard, except the turn it was sent there, you can target a level 4 Light Fairy monster you control, special summon this card, and if you do attach this monster to that card as material, you can only use each effect of Starring Knight once per turn. Uh, what is making, like, Fairy XCs? Um, oh, oh, sorry, I read that wrong. You attach that monster to this card as material, which then you can then detach from this to special summon a Light from hand. It's fine. One goat, two goats, one goat, one goat. I'm going to give this one goat. I have no idea where that fits in. Counter fairy, maybe? I have no idea. Um, red arrows, we had a normal spell. Very simple effect. Not a lot of text here. Target up to two face-up monsters in the extra monster zones. Banish them until the end phase. Um, If it was a quick play spell, ooh, now we're talking. Um... Really, though, this is just like Al Appaloosa, basically, or uh, Force, like IP Mascarena or something. Um, I, I don't hate the effect. Um, I do like the banishing until the end phase type thing, uh, type effects. I think they are fun, and I like the name, Red Arrows, and I like how simple the effect is. I'll give it two goats, though. Um, probably... Oh, well, I, I guess this is an out to like uh, a U-Link, right? Or is that what we're calling it nowadays? A U-Link, an extra deck lock. If your opponent, you know, links uh, from one extra monster zone to the other and stops you from even being able to use the extra monster zone. So it has the upside to like out something like that. But at the same time, they can probably just negate it. So yeah, I'll give it two goats. Uh, you know, cool idea. Not good enough though. And we only have four cards left. Four cards. All right. I hope the last one's good at least. Sweet Room Maid. Quick play spell. These have Dragon Maids on them. Y'all know I like Dragon Maids. I'm hopeful for this. If a card is sent from the hand and or deck to the graveyard, target a card in either graveyard, shuffle it into the deck. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, not too specific, I think. Well... If this card's cheap, I'll probably pick it up. I mean, maybe this has its use in a side deck at some point. If a card is sent from the hand and or deck to the graveyard, target one card in either graveyard, shuffle it into the deck. It's graveyard disruption. I'll give it three goats, though. Like, this card's okay. Um, it's a quick play. I love quick plays. Don't know why they put Dragon Maids on the cover. It doesn't really have anything to do with Dragon Maids. Um, so, yeah. I'm trying to think, though. Like, I, I don't know. It just feels like one of those cards that's, like, almost good enough. Um, but you may see that every now and then. Who knows? Next up, Lilla Rap. Um, which, when are those alt art uh, evil twins coming out? Because those look awesome. Uh, I would love to pick those up. But we got Lilla Rap here, so some live twin support. Continuous spell. Once per turn, if you special summon a, monsters, a monster or monsters from the graveyard, you can make your opponent lose 1,000 life points, and if they do, you gain 500 life points. You can only use this effect once per chain, um, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Uh let's relax for a second. Um we're just if you can summon eight a monster from the graveyard eight times, you win the game. That's what this card says. Uh I I uh, okay. 
All right, I, I, this is gonna ha- this is gonna make its way into something at some point. I'm just telling you right now, it's gonna happen. It may take years. It may take a month. I don't know. Uh, I don't like that though. Am I missing something? Is there like some restriction here that I'm just not seeing? Uh, it is a continuous spell that doesn't do anything on its own. So like you know, uh, it's not like it's it's uh, a, uh, a red alert scenario. Um, once per turn, if you're if you would special summon a monster from the graveyard. You can make your opponent lose a thousand life points, and if they do, you gain five hundred life points. You can only activate this effect of Little Rap once per chain. Yeah, I, I just I don't like burn cards like this. Um, not that I have like a hatred for burn, but like this this is definitely like a, a win the game on turn one combo off type of card. So one goat, one goat. This gets no respect from me. Next switch point, uh, normal trap. I've heard of this card. Oh, this is the trolley problem. Um, that we talked about on the podcast, coincidentally. Choose one monster your opponent controls, and your opponent sends either of the following to the graveyard. The chosen monster, or the other monsters they control. Your opponent must control three or more monsters for you to activate and resolve this effect. Uh, I am going to go four car, uh, four goats because of this card's design. Uh, it, it is it is just the trolley problem, which we did talk about on the podcast, so I feel like Konami heard the podcast and uh, definitely de- and decided to make a card based on that, obviously. So I do think it's cool, though, um, because it doesn't target, right? Choose one monster your opponent controls. So that's not targeting. So if you have something like a Dragoon, you know, you can target a Dragoon, especially if they have it on, like, a a branded board with other monsters or something. Um, You know, of course, they can just negate this card, which is kind of the the Achilles heel. But bear with me. Let's pretend they can't. Uh, You pick the Dragoon, and it's either they send the Dragoon, the big threat that you can't out, or they get rid of all their other monsters so that you can focus on outing the big threat. Um, so I do like this. I don't actually think it's really going to see play um, unless we're in a format where the best deck or most of the best decks are making very wide boards with lots of monsters that also are hard to out because even still, you'll have much better ways of getting rid of boards like that than a normal trap that you have to set on turn two to use on turn three at the earliest. Um, so I don't think it's going to see any play, but I'll give it four goats for the design. And last up, we got Alpha Summon. Please be good. I want to end on a four goater. It is a normal trap. Target one of your banished monsters and one of your opponent's banished monsters. Special summon your monster to your opponent's field. Special summon the opponent's monster to your field. You can only activate one Alpha Summon per turn. This has, like, in my opinion, almost no competitive use whatsoever and probably never will. And uh, I'm going to give that one goat at the end of the day. So we ended on a one goater. Oh, my God. I cannot believe I read through almost 100 cards uh, minus the Tessina cards. And, uh, yeah, I guess to, to end it off, right... Uh, if you made it through all of that, uh, just kind of like a, a discussion on like this set in general. Um, I definitely don't think it's like, well, it's tough to say. So you have the Horus stuff, which I think is pretty crazy um, or can be pretty crazy and is very splashable. You have the Snake Eye stuff, which I also think is good and definitely has potential uh, depending on what it gets mixed with. You have some pretty insane TG support here. I'm going to have to hit up a lithium video uh, after this and see, like, just how insane they are because, um, you know, we have seen it before where, like, this old deck uh, gets new support and it seems insane, but it's just not good enough. Um, Unchained is an example where it definitely is good enough to put it over, but, you know, TG is is much worse <laughs> without this new support than Unchained was before then. Unchained was, you know, kind of a playable-ish rogue deck, and it took it to a very meta deck. Um, so I'll just have to, you know, Jury's out there, but it definitely could do something. Tistina, who cares? Vanquish Soul got a couple new toys here, and that's a deck that's definitely been playable. Um, and you got SP Little Knight, a new staple uh, Link Monster that should go in pretty, you know, like I said, any extra deck that's playing Masquerina is going to be playing Little Knight too. Um, yeah, it's uh, it. I, I would give this set like three goats overall. I don't think it's like an insane, um, you know, historic set. Uh, maybe the Horus stuff proves me wrong though. That stuff may be even crazier than I think it is, and I already think that stuff is very, very good. So. 
definitely will have to hit up lithium for that as well. As far as like, if I'm buying this set, I'm definitely not. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. And that's going to be my answer for any set review that I have done or ever will do. Um, unless Konami like, uh, uh, very severely changes up the way that they do uh, product. And my advice to anybody, firstly, opening packs and opening boxes is super fun. So like, I'm not telling you to not buy it for that. Um, but if you ever end up buying a box for the most part, unless it's like a reprint set or like a tin or something, um, I wouldn't unless I'm buying it for the fun aspect of it, because I have definitely learned my lesson over the years with buying product, it is almost always like 99% of the time better to buy singles. And there are some singles in here that I might be interested in. And, you know, if I end up diving pretty heavy back into competitive Yu-Gi-Oh, that does happen every now and then I go through spells, right? I'm in one right now where I don't really care about it. Um, but it could easily happen in two months where it's around Christmas time. And I'm like, damn, um, I got a little bit of time off work or something, and I want to jump back into a regional. Um, maybe I'll pick up the Horus cards. Who knows? We'll see what goes on, but uh, depending on on how expensive they are. But if I do, it's it's always going to be singles, right? I'm not going to be like buying the box or buying a case um, or anything like that. So like that would be my advice too. Again, I'm not a financial advisor. If if you want to do it for the fun of it, I totally get it. I love opening packs. I love opening boxes. It's so fun. Um, until I get to the end and realize that I pulled nothing. But yeah, I just think it's always safer to buy singles. So I definitely think that's the case in this set as well. I do kind of wish um, there were more generic good cards in here. This set felt like a lot more archetype focused, which is cool, um, but makes it a little bit harder to review when I'm not as familiar, you know, with the Snake Eye stuff, the TG stuff, the... Uh, Vanquish Soul stuff, kind of, the Ognoatic stuff, etc., etc. Um, but anyway, I've been rambling for long enough. Oh my god, I went for over an hour again. How? How? Um, but either way, I am very much looking forward to next week's episode. Not because it's the last one. That's the sad part. But you guys, I've kind of like briefly looked through some of the questions you guys had, and a lot of them do look very fun to answer. So I am very excited for that. And uh yeah, like I said, if you have any other questions, um, get them in by Saturday night. And if you do, they will make it onto the episode. Anything outside of that, you know, if you think of something later, I'll just try to answer it in the Twitter DMs. But yeah, hit those up. Shoot me any more questions you all want me to talk through uh, or get my eyes on, whatever. And uh, with that, I'm going to end this and I will catch you all in the last one. All right. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day or a great night. All right. Catch you later.